0: Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through Real Food Nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast, you got to make the morning last, just kicking down Welcome the Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. A special good morning to all of you listening this morning to our show live on Dishing Up Nutrition. But did you know that you can actually re-listen to our Dishing Up Nutrition show, whether it's today or any of our old shows, you can listen to them in several different ways. First, we actually have a Dishing Up Nutrition app that you can download and listen to all of our old shows over your phone. We also have all of our old shows that you can replay and listen to and go back and listen and find your specific topics that you're interested in at our website, weightandwellness.com. You can also find us on your other favorite podcast platforms like iTunes and Stitcher. And we believe that today's show is so eye opening and information packed that you may really want to go back and listen to this show again several times. You may want to encourage your friends or family members to go to our app or to go to our website to actually listen to this show. And if you do listen to our show as a podcast later on in the week, as you're driving to work or as you're doing the dishes, cooking dinner, folding the laundry, we would really appreciate if you took the time to give us a review. Tell us what you like, what you learned even suggestions
1: for things that you'd like to see or improve. We love your feedback. Oh, do we ever. Mm -hmm. So we believe this is a very important show. And our topic today is how hormones, especially estrogen, affect your breast cancer risk. About 1 in 8 or 12% of women get breast cancer sometime in their lifetime. And only 5 to 10% of breast cancer is linked to genetics. I think a lot of people think it's a lot more than yes, that, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Since 2008, or approximately the past 10 years, there has been a whopping 20% increase in breast cancer. Breast cancer is the second most common cancer in women, just behind skin cancer, and is the second common cause of cancer deaths in women. Wow. Wow. Listeners, ponder this question. What could be increasing your risk of cancer? As dieticians and nutritionists, we believe it is your nutrition or what you eat and other factors in our environment. So today we will focus on how these artificial and toxic estrogens increase your risk of breast cancer. When I think of artificial estrogens as all of the estrogens, which are not produced in our actual ovaries, that's what we're kind of talking about today, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good morning, everyone. I'm Carolyn Hudson, and I have been a registered dietitian for a very long time. (laughs) I've Mm -hmm. done a wide variety of work experiences. And as a woman, I think of us, all of us women need to understand what artificial and toxic estrogens are and where they
0: come from yes absolutely carolyn well and good morning everyone you heard my voice earlier i am leah kleinschrode also a registered dietitian Uh, not quite as long registered dietitian as you carolyn (laughs) but i like to think at least i've learned a thing or two over the last couple of years and I know that when I sit down and I talk with clients, and I think most people have these stories as well, even if you haven't sat down with one of our, us counselors, most people have that story of someone they know who has breast cancer or is a survivor as bre- of breast cancer, or perhaps, unfortunately, you've lost a family member or a friend or a coworker to breast cancer. And unfortunately, those stories are all too common these days. Mm-hmm. Even within our nutritional weight and wellness family, one of our own, very own dietitians, Melanie, has shared her story of breast cancer on the radio show a couple of times before. And we know she has shared with us that her particular breast cancer, we know it was not genetic related because she has been tested and does not have the BRCA1 or BRCA2 genes, which they have actually connected back to a higher right. risk for breast mm-hmm. cancer. So unfortunately, Melanie was just one of the 85% who never had a history, who never had a family history of breast cancer. So we know breast cancer rates globally have increased dramatically. So again, that's why a lot of women, when they get this diagnosis, they are like, I have no family history of this. This came out of nowhere for me. And we know that Breast cancer risk have increased from about 600,000 in 1980 to 1,600,000 in 2010. That's shocking, Leah. That's really shocking. Just over 30 years, that is a huge increase. So today on our show, we really want to talk about how artificial estrogens, you'll hear us talk about them as artificial estrogens or toxic estrogens. Some of you may have heard the more fancy term xenoestrogens before. We're all talking kind of about the same thing, Mm -hmm. estrogens that are not natural to our bodies or like you said earlier, estrogens that are not produced in our ovaries. And so these types of things are affecting our health, and specifically, they're increasing our rates of breast cancer. So, Carolyn, this is
1: this is a huge topic. There's a lot to cover. Where do you think we should start? I think a good place to start is to briefly explain the progression of a healthy cells to cancerous cells. Mm-hmm. So, picture this: normal cells are fairly regular an oval in shape and have a very solid cell wall or membrane and they multiply normally then all of a sudden something happens and the cell gets damaged it's usually that cell wall right Mm -hmm. the cell becomes more irregular and then they don't multiply correctly the cancerous cells actually take nutrients away from the healthy cells and then form tumors So, today we are helping you understand the connection between those toxic or artificial estrogens um, and damaged cells and how they can cause breast cancer. So, our objective is actually to explain this rather complex biochemistry in such a way that all of us are able to understand it. Essentially, Any and all types of cancer occur because a person's DNA gene reaches a serious mutation level. Mm -hmm. And to cause cancer, the mutation must be on a DNA gene that is involved in what I said, the cell growth or that multiplication, the cell multiplication or the cell spreading. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so when you say about serious mutation level, again, I think what you're saying is that the cell has been damaged enough that now, finally, when it is ready to multiply, it just doesn't do that correctly. Correct. correct yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the good news is that we have over 3 billion pairs of DNA. We've got a lot of DNA yep. hanging out in our cells. <laughs> yeah. So it often takes a really long time before cancer affects those those important genes, those certain genes that are involved in cell growth. Now, we can increase our odds of acquiring cancer or of damaging ourselves when we're eating or drinking or we're exposed to some of those toxic artificial estrogens. Again, fortunately, if we have a strong immune system, our immune system actually goes into action and, and, and attacks those abnormal cancer cells and, gets, and your body gets rid of it before we even start seeing problems. So this is one very compelling reason. I mean, we are in cold and flu season now, but this is a very compelling reason why we need to maintain a very strong and powerful immune system. One question is, how do we know that artificial estrogens are linked to breast cancer? Well, if you think back, back to 2002, this is a while ago, but remember the Women's Health Initiative study. This was being done back in 2002. What they were doing is they were giving women in menopause, menopausal women, they were giving them hormone replacement therapy or HRT, which is essentially, again, artificial hormones. You're, they're getting artificial estrogen, but also artificial progesterone. They ended up stopping the study early because the rate of breast cancer drastically increased. So it was unethical for them to continue doing the study when they saw these women were at a much higher risk of breast cancer. So that being said, many forms of breast cancer have been linked to these artificial estrogens. So Carolyn is again going to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the biochemistry.
1: Yeah, so I think we really next probably want to explain what artificial and toxic estrogens are and why they're so harmful and where we are getting them. But, Leah, we're almost time for our first yes, break. Yes, that's true. Very true. <laughs> of course. It always goes by so it fast. Does, so hold tight. <laughs> yeah, hold tight. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And I'm happy to tell you that our $10 classes are back for November from November 1st to November 22nd we are offering 5 of our 90 minute classes for only 10 bucks that is a steal mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to support your healthy eating habits throughout the holidays and we've got you know it all starts at halloween right mm-hmm. so check um, online at our weight and wellness dot at weightandwellness.com for locations and times and we will be right back Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition
0: on Saturday, November 9th, so just in a couple of weekends, we invite you to attend our menopause survival seminar at our St. Paul location. Come and enjoy the day with us. Maybe your family members, like my husband, are going to be out for opening deer season that weekend. (laughs) Yes. So that frees up your time to come and do a fun seminar where we serve organic snacks and lunch, plus we help you understand why you are having those menopause or perimenopause-type symptoms, and we give you lots and lots of natural ways or solutions to be symptom-free. So go to weightandwellness.com or call our office at 651-699-3438 to learn more and to get any questions answered all right so we are carolyn we were just talking before we went to break you were about to kind of introduce this topic about okay what are these artificial estrogens why are they so harmful and kind of more importantly where are we getting them from
1: yeah and and really what's really important we really want to talk about how to get rid of them so that we cut our risks down. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, when I think of artificial estrogens, my very first thought, it's a bolt, goes right to birth control pills. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are hormonal or chemical contraceptives. Birth control is estrogen and was designed actually to stay in our body longer to avoid pregnancy. But today... You know, I'm talking to many young women who were started on birth control pills to control things like their acne or, you know, their painful periods. So also when I'm working with women in perimenopause, many of them are actually prescribed birth control pills to manage their symptoms. And I can really relate to that because when I started perimenopause, and I'm already through menopause, but um, my doctor, that was the first thing she said to me. Oh, well, we can just go back on the birth control pill. And I went, oh, no. No, 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 no. We're not doing
0: that. Yeah. Wow. Yes, absolutely. We see that in clinic or in our counseling Mm -hmm. rooms all the time. And we even have a section on our health questionnaire about have you in the past or are you currently on birth control? And I always ask those questions, you know, was it for skin? Was it for period problems and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I fell into that category also long wow. ago of, you know, at age 16, I started on the birth control pill to help with my acne because I noticed like in that week or so uh-huh. before my cycle, my acne would get worse. So that was the option presented to me at that time right. to just even out those hormonal swings.
1: Oh, if we only knew, right? right.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You know, right. I was also... At lunch, I would eat a whole box of macaroni and cheese <laughs> or popcorn chicken during breaks or if I needed a snack during the day or Pop-Tarts, those high sugar, more processed foods. I'll bet you that was a huge connection for me in my teens to my skin and I just had no idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the kind of going back to the research, like what does the research actually say about increased risk for breast cancer and oral contraceptives or those birth control pills? Now, some studies find slightly higher risk. You know, some studies only find a 3% higher risk after taking those oral contraceptives, and some studies found a 20% higher risk. So, it depends on the study that you read of what that data says. But in general, the data does indicate that teens who take oral birth control pills are especially vulnerable to developing breast cancer down the road. So as nutritionists and dietitians here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I mean, we gently encourage teens and women to try some natural alternatives to support their skin, to support their hormones versus potentially increasing their risk of breast cancer using that birth control pill we help teens and and let's be honest we help adults also get rid of acne the natural way the first thing we look at is an anti-inflammatory diet
1: absolutely so what that means Kind of in a nutshell is we really need to watch those sugars, all of those foods that turn into a lot of glucose or sugar in our bloodstream Mm. so we can kind of keep that inflammation down and our cells really healthy. Yeah. So I think we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's that sugar, sugar equals inflammation. If you have
0: to try to keep it simple, definitely. Um, I find too. So I, I see the sugar and sometimes I do see a dairy connection mm-hmm. just with the acne, yeah, with the acne. Yep. With the skin. And so if we can get some of these teens or even again, adults, like cutting out the milk and the, I hear about milk and ice cream a lot. Mm-hmm. Milk and ice cream tend to be the big troublemakers. And when we can get those out of the diet, even just for a few weeks, acne clears up. Skin looks so much better. For many people, it's the sugar that's in soda or it's the lactose or some of the proteins in milk and dairy that are inflammatory. So we know even if you are not personally taking artificial hormones in the form of birth control or hormone replacement therapy, there is more to the story about these artificial hormones and that, you know, there are different ways that we can still get some of these artificial hormones into our system. And we had Richard Grassi on dishing up nutrition, talking about what he what is actually in tap water. He's our kind of water guru guy. absolutely. And we he, love Richard. <laughs> yes, we do. And we've had him on the show several times. One of his quotes from one of our previous shows, he said, "Unless you are drinking filtered water, you may be taking in artificial estrogens." it is best to drink only filtered water from glass containers. And we'll elaborate on the glass piece a little while later. Our most recent podcast with Richard, or our most recent show with Richard, was back in on February 18th of 2018. And so I mentioned earlier, if you were interested in going back and listening to that show, you can either access that show through our website or going to our Dishing Up Nutrition app or go to your app listening Um, device, and then search for the show. It's called, Is My Tap
1: Water Safe? Well, Leah, people are probably wondering, how do these estrogens get into our water supply? It's a great question. Yeah, so estrogen in the form of estradiol, uh, which is the most um, potent form of estrogen, can actually enter our drinking water via... Guess what? Birth control pills Uh that we excrete, excrete through our urine or feces. So, you know, here's a little more biochemistry about estrogen. We have estrogen receptors throughout our body and brain, such as our breasts, our uterus, skin, lungs, liver, thyroid, muscles, and even our immune cells just to name a few areas in our body where estrogen receptors are the estrogen that is made in our, our ovaries. So that's the good estrogen, mm-hmm. right? The stuff we want should fit into those cell receptors to support our health. But any other type of toxic estrogen can and does fit into these cell refa- uh, receptors. And that affects any and other all parts of our body so because right these cell receptors for estrogen are in all of these different Mm -hmm. tissues right Mm -hmm. these artificial estrogens bind or stick to your estrogen receptors and they're blocking the use of your healthy estrogen there are some theories that actually infertility is related to these artificial estrogens uh, and that what they do is they lock on or bind to our estrogen receptors it's let's picture this it's similar to putting a piece of plastic over a baseball catcher's mitt so rather than allowing the ball to be caught by hitting the pocket of the mitt it would cause the ball what, to bounce off mm-hmm. and these healthy uh, hormones are actually being blocked in a very similar manner And this could result in infertility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that analogy with the
0: baseball catcher's mitt and how those estrogens are supposed to fit into that mitt. But when we have these toxic xenoestrogens, they come in, actually take up that space. Or they might just block the actual estrogen from getting in and
1: being able to be used in a helpful way in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think if we can picture that coating on there, I think that's a good visual definitely so it's all almost time for our next break i can't believe it okay so you are listening to dishing up nutrition if you are one of our podcast listeners let us know how we're doing by writing a review about us next week cara and Teresa will ask the question is weight the cause of type 2 diabetes they will then discuss and share a bunch of very valuable information with you about this topic throughout the show it's a show that you and your family and maybe your friends really may want to listen together and we'll be right back welcome back to dishing up nutrition brought to you
0: by nutritional weight and wellness in the past 30 years there's been a steady growth in the obesity rate within the US adult population It has increased from 10% to 20%, and now we're hovering closer to 30% these days. So during those same years, estrogens in our everyday environment have continually increased, with the exception of most European countries, which have banned a significant amount of estrogenics. So what about the obesity rates in Europe compared to the U.S.? Well we know that Europe actually has half the obesity rate of the United States.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yes, and I think it's just one of those many factors that plays that role into why we're gaining weight, why we're having trouble losing it, why we have such high rates of obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we kind of look to Europe sometimes as leaders in that,
1: like, what can we be doing better mm-hmm. with our system? And I think um, recently I read, um, or they just published the uh, the rates of uh, obesity here in Minnesota. Yeah. It went up. Uh. That's really, really discouraging, yeah. isn't it? Even yeah. after all the hoopla about, you know, we need to decrease this, and, and mm-hmm. but it's still not working. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So, again, we, we
0: look to nutrition and we look to other alternatives as to, okay, what can be going on and what can we be doing mm-hmm. about this? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're coming back from our break here. Carolyn had uh, brought us into where do we get some of these artificial estrogens, and she had mentioned... Uh, um, birth control pills and like hormonal contraceptives. So I also want to add another thing that we get from our environment that creates some of these artificial estrogens. And this may be as a surprise to some people, but soy creates artificial estrogens. Now, for years, research has been going back and forth about the benefits versus the harmful (laughs) effects of soy, right? Right. And we were talking about this earlier, Carolyn, of there are some studies that say benefits, some studies that say, you know, detrimental effects. But I think one of the things we do need to look at when we examine these research studies is looking at the source of the research, both who conducted the research and also who funded the research. So that's talking about following the money trail back. Right, right. So did an independent researcher conduct the research? Or did the research come from, was it funded by a company who produces and sells soy? They would obviously have a vested interest in that research study then. Mm -hmm. Yes. So back in 2002, there was a paper that came out. It was titled Gastrogenic and Estrogenic Activity of Soy Isoflavones. And that particular study found evidence that soy created cancer in rats. So this was a mouse study and that there was a possible link between goiters or enlarged thyroid glands in humans and these animals and humans were eating soy. So this makes me think all the time about all the thyroid problems that we see in the clinic day in and day Day out. out, Right. Lots of them. Absolutely. And even if our clients aren't coming in necessarily to talk about thyroid, it's important for us as counselors to know about this and to ask questions. Right. So maybe we ask them questions about their previous nutrition habits of when you go to the coffee shop, do you order a soy latte? Or do you use soy protein powder in your smoothies or in your recipes? Are those protein bars? Yes, the protein (laughs) bars. I'm always on the lookout of what is the kind of protein that is being used in these bars. Is it from a a better source like whey or is it coming from soy protein? Mm -hmm. So an overview of numerous research papers back in 2015 listed five health risks of eating soy products. And one of these, of course, it Pertains to our topic is breast an cancer. increase in breast cancer. <laughs> right. Yep, but also so guys are not exempt either. Male hormonal infertility problems and hypothyroidism. Yeah, so we these know are, that oh, one. Yep, right? absolutely. We've all we've linked all of these things to eating soy products. And when we talk soy products again, we're talking about those processed soy products. So we don't recommend soy milk. We don't recommend soy protein as a protein source, um, as a protein isolate and protein bars or um, as a replacement in some more like soy burgers and things like that. We know soy produces an artificial estrogen and that artificial estrogen is associated with many harmful effects that far outweigh any potential benefits for most people, any mm-hmm. potential
1: benefits that we may reap from that. Yeah, so... No soy. Yep, no soy. <laughs> okay, so let's dig into some of the chemicals used on our crops that produce these toxic artificial estrogens. And we're going to start with atrazine. So, and that's a weed killer. It would be something like Weed Be Gone or Miracle Grow Feed and or Weed and Feed. And according to the Household Product Database that's put out by the U.S. um, Health and Human Services, there are 19 common products that we use on our lawns and in our gardens with atrazine. So you may not have heard that word before, but we probably have all used it in some form or your neighbor's using it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, and of course, in the U.S., farmers annually spray about 80 million pounds of atrazine Onto their fields. So think about this. It's corn that's heavily sprayed. It could be your vegetables. Could be wheat. And that becomes a serious problem. Because then what happens? That runoff gets into our lakes and our streams. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard about the stories of deformed frogs. And their re- reproductive problems. Atrazine is estrogenic which means it is high in those artificial or toxic estrogens atrazine usage get this was banned in europe in two thousand and four that's fifteen years ago yes and we still use it yeah we should probably take a leaf out of (laughs) europe's book there (laughs) yeah It's interesting to note that Europe's rate of obesity, we talked about that um, a little bit earlier, is half the rate of the U.S. So we believe that is just one more reason to eat organic, organic fruits, organic vegetables and organic grains to avoid those estrogenic, the estrogenic effect of atrazine residue. Remember, commercial farmers spray their grain and vegetable and corn crops with atrazine. Wheat is sprayed. Corn is sprayed. Oats are sprayed. So you may find up that you might even have to give up grains or corn to be uh, very beneficial for your overall health. Because it's going to help reduce that toxic estrogens your body has been exposed to. Yes,
0: I, Carolyn, I think that is huge for people to know and understand about those effects of atrazine, of pesticides, of insecticides, herbicides. I often, when I'm talking with clients in the counseling room, it usually comes up at some point, maybe they've grown up in a more farming community or they live or work in a farming community. And so we talk about where they could be getting some of those exposures uh-huh. just through their everyday life. Right. Yeah. Now, think about, let's go to meat for a minute. So think about regular meat, conventional Conventional meat. meat. Yep, exactly. Produced by feedlot, corn-fed animals. So again, like feedlots, this is where the animals go to get fattened up before slaughter. And they're getting fed corn. They're getting fed soy, oats, those high-carbohydrate, but also those types of grains that tend to be sprayed with that atrazine Mm -hmm. or other herbicides. Now, these very estrogenic cows and pigs store these artificial estrogens or toxic estrogens in their fat cells just like we would. Right, exactly. So when we eat that type of meat and eat the fat from those types of meats, we get exposed to more of these artificial estrogens. So this morning, Carolyn and I, we've really, we've just touched on the surface of all the different ways we could be exposing ourselves to these toxic cancer causing chemicals and products. And so if you're interested in this particular topic, if this perked your ears up, or again, if you have, if you know someone who has been touched by breast cancer or maybe running high in estrogen, there's a wonderful book out there that uh, we just recently got into our offices. It was it's called Estrogeneration Generation by Anthony Day Anthony J. Doctor Anthony J. He's a researcher right here in Minnesota. Actually, it's a wonderful book. It's full of research and actually a good dose of humor, and we like this book so much that we would like to invite maybe someday get Anthony J on our show in the near future and have a chance to ask him some questions and get him
1: into the studio with us that would be really fun that would be great show to have so now we want to give you some general guidelines to reduce your exposure to these top uh, toxic or you know bad estrogens and hopefully reduce your cancer risk so number one, guess what? <laughs> First and foremost, avoid that HRT or hormone replacement therapy or birth control pills. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we recommend better, safer ways to manage your hormones. Mm-hmm. So that would be great opportunity for that menopause seminar yes, for those exactly. of us in perimenopause, menopause area. Uh huh. And if it, and you know if you're. um uh, a mother of a young teen, uh, please, if they've got acne or are struggling with their periods, you know, one of those PMS and, and bad, uh, really heavy flows and bad headaches and all of those things, that's actually a sign of excess estrogen mm-hmm. in the body. And that's usually not that good estrogen mm-hmm. coming from our ovaries. So get your child in to maybe see one of us and let's deal with that more naturally. Absolutely. Yeah, so Carolyn, I think, unfortunately, we have one more break that we oh, have to get to is, this morning. That is true. Yeah. Well, Okay, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and here is something for you to reflect upon. Estrogenics, or artificial estrogen, a.k.a. those toxic estrogens, are stored in your body fat, and estrogenics actually stay stimulate fat growth. So if you're having trouble losing weight, you just might be caught in that estrogen fat cycle. And we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we went to break,
0: Carolyn left you with an interesting thought of, are you stuck in the estrogen fat cycle? Now, our body fat makes toxic estrogens and then excess toxic estrogen has our bodies hold on to body fat. So this is where that vicious cycle comes into uh-huh. play. And we see so many women with high estrogen levels who are stuck and they can't get their weight to budge and they have that excess body fat.
1: Uh-huh. And I, I think this happens to men too. Absolutely. You know, so you yes. can't leave out those men. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. So here are just a couple possible
0: solutions for you. Number one, Stop eating any and all fast food. So that, one's, that was a tough one for a lot of people. It's, it's a habit for a lot of people. But if we can get some of those, uh, we reduce those artificial estrogens, take out those bad fats, those harmful refined oils, I think you'll see an improvement in your body weight and your estrogen load. Second is stop eating all breads and grains, at least for a period of time and see how that works for you. Um, one of my favorite ones, drink at least, at least 10 glasses of filtered water from a glass container for at least two weeks. Now, if you follow this, I think you really will see a reduction in your weight, but also in your excess estrogen load. Because it's not these types of things not only reduce weight, but they also reduce your cancer risk down the road. So, of course, we would love for you to stick with it for longer than two weeks, but and that should produce even more benefits. But two weeks is a good starting point or a good jumping off point for most people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so we're kind of recapping and trying to uh, give you some guidelines to help reduce your exposure before we went to the break. And the first one was, of course, those avoid that hormone replacement therapy and birth control pills. But the second one would be to buy and eat only 100% of that grass fed animals to avoid the atrazine and Roundup or glyphosate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really, really important. Remember, we store that stuff in our body fat or the animal stores it in the body fat and then we eat the fat and then we're exposed to that toxic mm-hmm. estrogen. Mm-hmm. Third, we want you to eliminate grains or cor- and corn from your diet and only eat organic grains and corn. And I think, Leah, didn't you uh, look up that study that was done recently with a uh, with the families, yeah. the four families? What what did yeah. that say? Yeah, that was, it was a study that was done.
0: It was published right towards the end of 2018. So it's really relatively recent still. And it, just in summary, I'll give you a general overview of that study. They took... The researchers took four families, and one of the families was actually from right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we have a nice personal tie to one of those families. And they had these families eat kind of their normal, conventional, non-organic diet for about five days. Then for six days after that, they had these families switch over to a completely organic diet. So all their fruits and vegetables, any grains that they had, the meats that they were consuming, everything was organic. And so what they did is they measured then the amount of pesticides and herbicides and things like that that they were excreting in their urine, and they found that even over six days of eating organic, they dropped the amount of pesticides and some of those harmful chemicals in their urine by 60%. That's six zero percent Wow. In six
1: days. Wow. I know that the study is pretty small with only four families, but that's astounding results. Yeah, so you can Uh, really make a huge
0: impact in a very short amount of time. So I think that, again, kind of speaks to there's hope. Like,
1: we don't have to do this for years and years and years this can be actually really short-term results yeah that's really good to know thank you very much for Mm -hmm. looking that up Mm so of um the fourth thing we'd like to suggest is that you avoid some of those dyes particularly particularly (laughs) red dye number 40 so that's in a lot of food it's in shampoos. It's in soaps. It's in candy. It's in Jello. It's in fruit drinks. So it's a lot of different place. So that the, that red dye number forty that's estrogenic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we really don't want to have though that dye in our foods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Or our
0: soaps. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anything that's going to be in contact with our skin or that we're
1: taking in orally. Right. And if you think about that, our skin is the largest organ in our bodies. Uh-huh. So whatever we put on our skin, we are probably absorbing some of those chemicals. Absolutely. Yeah. So playing off of that, Carolyn,
0: I've got a couple more tips that maybe aren't directly nutrition related. But again, it, these are ways that these types of chemicals can get into our body. So one number five in terms of our tips for reducing our exposure to those high estrogens or those artificial estrogens is, Not buying or using products, so personal care products or cleaning products that list fragrances or that you know, like you smell them and they have a fragrance to them. So these fragrances are a hidden source of toxic estrogens. Um, laundry soap is one thing that comes to my mind a lot. There's lots of different scents uh-huh. out there, depending on what you want your clothes to smell like. But these these fragrances they stay on your clothes for days, and your clothes are in contact with your skin, so they expose you to
1: these toxic estrogens. Yeah, Doctor Jay, um, in his book or on his website, actually, he mentions a couple uh, uh, brand names. He says seventh He uses mm-hmm. Seventh Generation or Jason Mm -hmm. Um, are just some of the uh, brand names that he uses Mm -hmm. for his laundry soap and i Um, think even deodorant and things like that yep yep
0: yeah so number six avoid using plastic items as much as possible so don't use plastic silverware to stir your coffee or even like plastic spatulas in the kitchen you want to use something that is not it's not plastic based is not going to release some of these breakdown and release some of these excess estrogens
1: mm-hmm. even plastic wrap leah you uh-huh. know that all of our meat products are sold in is a problem yeah. so you know yeah. i mean there's a lot of stuff to be thinking about here <laughs> yeah it is once you
0: start paying attention mm-hmm. it can
1: feel overwhelming but there's things like
0: baby yeah. steps that you can take baby to steps. just reduce your exposure Exactly. Uh, One thing that I pay attention to, that I have paid attention to also, too, with my clients is water bottles. So we encourage lots of water. I mentioned that earlier, about at least 10 cups a day. But when you're drinking that water, let's make sure that that water is coming out of, say, a glass container, or maybe it's a stainless steel Uh container, something that does not use those plastics. So that's our, our tip number seven is to replace plastic water bottles or the plastic food storage containers with glass or something that does not use that plastic. And tip number eight is avoiding parabens that are found in cosmetics. So parabens act, again, like those xenoestrogens, those artificial estrogens. And Again, they're usually in a lot of the same things that are in the fragrance products that we talked about. So these, they might also be in scented laundry detergent
1: or in hand or body lotions. Yeah, like Leah, you know, I read that on average, there are 126 unique chemical ingredients in our skin care products that we use every day. Oh 126. That's
0: a lot. Yes. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's so many more products out there and chemicals and things that can increase these toxic estrogens. And, um, you know, Carolyn, maybe right before we go off to break here, one research that you had talked about was about Dirty Dozen, Clean Fifteen. I mean, yeah, you of can the, look
1: those up quickly on yeah. your on your phone. Uh, Skin yeah. Deep, Norwex, I think mm-hmm. those are some good products. Mm-hmm. Well, we Absolutely. are just about out of time here, Leah. So our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life changing. Thank you for listening and have a happy, healthy day. Too va-